Learning Pod, a Gannett-powered podcast on everything education, featuring Sheridan Hendricks, Alyssa Widman-Neese, and Megan Henry from the Columbus Dispatch. I'm Megan Henry, and I cover K-12 education for the Columbus Dispatch. With me are Sheridan Hendricks, who covers higher education, and Alyssa Widman-Neese, who also covers K-12 education. Today on The Learning Pod, we have some bittersweet news. It's Alyssa's last day at the Dispatch, so we want to spend some time looking back on her years at the Dispatch. Alyssa originally started as an intern at the Dispatch in 2012 and was hired in 2016, where she originally started covering the central Ohio suburbs before switching to covering education in 2018. And most recently, Alyssa has done many investigative stories looking into the Columbus Zoo, which included exposing a controversy that led to the resignation of its two top officials. Alyssa, as you look back on your time at the Dispatch, what are some stories that have stuck out to you over the years? Well, honestly, I was thinking about this a little bit today, and it's really hard to remember what life was like before COVID. I think covering COVID has really consumed just so much of our attention over the last 17 months that that's some of the stuff that's really sticking out to me right now. So a few things related to that, I'll always remember our you know, those first weeks when schools shut down and and how uncertain everything was and and how everybody felt. And I don't think we realized at the time, like how historic that was. And I think that's something that I'm always going to look back on. And maybe when things aren't as fresh, be (laughs) grateful that, that I was able to help keep people informed during something that was so significant. And then kind of on the flip side of that, just being able to see sort of a light at the end of the tunnel, um, covering the rollout of vaccines for teachers was really, really cool. I went over to Reynoldsburg High School where they were having a vaccination clinic and I I got to see the teachers lining up and getting their shots. And that was before shots were available to the public. Ohio had prioritized them for teachers. So it was kind of like this exciting, magical thing to be like, oh, I get to actually see this happen before anybody else does. So that was really cool. But I think... COVID has also made me enjoy stories where people are sort of appreciating the little things as well. I got to cover a graduation in person at South High School this spring. And graduation is one of those things where education reporters are like, "Okay, here we go. We got to cover graduation again. Or, you know, "Okay, we got to go cover the first day of school again. And it's usually one of those routine things. It's not like a super sexy story or anything like that. But I really enjoyed it this time. I got to talk to the kids who didn't know if they were even going to have graduation at South High School. And that was great. Yesterday, I had my last first day of school at Avondale Elementary. And that was kind of bittersweet as well. Again, I think I just appreciated being able to you know, see the kids with their brand new backpacks and all their really cute masks and filing in and, and being all excited with their new school supplies and everything. So that was really cool. And um, and I even appreciated getting to go to one final in-person school board meeting this month. Columbus schools just started bringing people back into their buildings for that. And school board meetings are definitely something that you don't appreciate until you have to watch them all on your laptop. So yeah, COVID has definitely changed a lot for me, but, but I'm grateful that I was able to you know, be a small part of covering it. Definitely. I mean, COVID was a really, it still is happening, but it's a historic thing that we're going to be talking about for years, centuries to come. So I feel like we always hear, you know, when we're in college classes about journalism, uh, about how journalists are really writing the first drafts of history. But I feel like when I was doing COVID reporting, when I have been doing COVID reporting, I keep thinking back on that and I'm like, huh, this is just really crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff we did in the beginning, it didn't age well. I mean, <laughs> I remember being at a school board meeting and some of the folks being like, oh, COVID's not a concern here. You know, we, we don't need masks. Just save those for the healthcare workers. Like everything will be fine. And it's like a month later, everything shut down. So it's it is funny to see how things change. And we really are doing that first draft of history. Yeah. So beyond COVID, what have been some of the big issues you've seen in the world of education during your time at the dispatch and even before at your previous newspaper? Yeah, I think, you know, over the years, something that's really been striking and I mean, it's it's really evident now is we aren't talking about education as much when we're doing education reporting. I mean, I think to an extent there's always been disagreements among folks about how to educate kids and how to do it best. But just especially in recent years, and again, I don't know if it's COVID solely to blame, but it just seems like the conversations are sort of veering off into just political debates constantly about masks or, you know, my kid's teacher's a liberal, my kid's teacher's right wing, and my teacher has a gay pride flag in their classroom or you know, critical race theory, which I won't bore everyone with that today. But it's a little concerning to me because I just worry about the kids. And I think sometimes as adults, we lose our focus of what's really supposed to be important. And I just hope that we don't lose that focus amid all of the yelling and, you know, that we can kind of set an example for kids because they are watching us and they are affected by what's going on. And I just, um, yeah, I hope we're not like, you know, using them as pawns. And we really do have their best interests at heart because we're impacting their futures with what we do. So yeah, that's just something I've really been thinking a lot lately, especially as I, I step away from this beat. Like I hope I can look back and feel like I, I made a difference in some way. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's all about the students and the kids. So that's really what should be the forefront of these issues. Yeah. And I think like as I look back on on some other stories that I've really enjoyed. I really do like when I get to to meet students and tell their very interesting stories. Like a, a couple other ones that have stuck out to me were a couple profiles. There was a, a student in the Olentangy School District who had received um, three heart transplants. And, you know, she was just a you know, an 18-year-old girl. So obviously uh, she had gone through a lot Um, Her name was Kennedy Turek. And I just remember talking to her family about how significant it was that she was able to do that. That was really cool. And another student was um, Kamola Tesheyeva. She was from Uzbekistan and she had been burned over about half of her body. And she'd gone through like 12 surgeries. And and again, she was a senior who I got to profile before graduation from Westland High School. And it was really great to meet her too. And then... uh, I ended up running into her a few months later. She worked at Home Depot in Hilliard and she like came up and gave me a big hug. It was it was really cool to to kind of see, you know, how important it is for for students to feel like someone's listening to them. So those those are a couple of really cool stories too. Yeah, those are incredible stories. That's awesome to to hear about the impact you probably had in their lives. Yeah, I think so. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I I was trying to think of some other ones that stuck out to me. Yeah, again, just during COVID, I was able to kind of highlight the efforts of some people doing some some cool things. There was a, 
a 95-year-old woman who made 3,000 cloth face masks for people. That was really fun. I got to talk to her over Zoom during the height of the pandemic. And she was like, well, I had nothing better to do with my time. I might as well help some people. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Talk to kids who are getting lunches delivered by volunteers. They were going around on school buses because they weren't busing the kids to school and they'd take them sack lunches throughout. I think it was in Westerville for that. So that was pretty cool. And then in the midst of all of that, there was a teacher strike in Gahanna. I think a lot of people forget about that because, you know, understandably, we were all still focused on COVID and what was going on for the school year. But that was my first teacher strike I'd ever covered. So that was interesting. And luckily, it didn't last too long, just a few days. And they, they worked it out and things seem to be good now. But I think every education reporter has to have one of those under their belt, too. One thing that I really love about journalism is, you know, we all have our beats. We all have the things that we focus on the majority of our time. For us, it's education. But I feel like over time, we start to pick up extra things that we have an interest in. Or, you know, you cover one time and then you somehow get deemed that extra reporter that covers that thing. You know, mini beats, if you will. Or, you know, you become an expert in something unrelated to your specific beat. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about your experience becoming uh, the animal reporter at the dispatch because it seems like over the years you, most of the stories related to the zoo or other wild animals have, have fallen on your plate and it's been fun to follow those yeah that sort of happened organically really when I was hired in 2016 I remember Alan Miller the editor of the paper asking me do you want to cover the zoo the person who covered it left and we just need someone to pick it up as a mini beat and I was like okay that's fine I didn't know much about the Columbus Zoo I wasn't from the area and then I got here and it was the week that Nora the polar bear was coming out and apparently that was a big deal so I learned pretty quickly that people here are I'm not exaggerating obsessed with the zoo and so then it just sort of evolved I kept covering you know when they'd have a baby animal or different research that they were doing there. Um, one of my favorite stories was um, I got to go behind the scenes at um, Discovery Reef, the aquarium there, and see how they were breeding different types of fish. I have an aquarium at home, not nearly as large as the zoos, but that that was really cool to see that. And then just over time, I started getting thrown these things that really had nothing to do with the zoo. It was just animals. And one of the most memorable ones was a photographer who's since retired, Tom Dodge, came into the office and was like, there's a deer running around the city with, with a Halloween candy bucket on its head. We got to go find it. And then he, he ended up getting a picture of it. And then that means, you know, I apparently had to write about it. One of the editors looked at me and he was like, you're the animal reporter. You know how to do this. It's like, well, I didn't know that was my title, but I guess that's that's it now. The deer was fine. He was getting water and food through the bucket. So it, it all worked out OK, but it made for a pretty ridiculous story and picture. And I'm still kind of laughing thinking about that. I, I feel like that was you know the moment where I realized I, I had clearly made it as a reporter. Goals. Absolute goals. Yeah. Well, and, and it turns out, you know, the zoo eventually became one of the most interesting things that I was covering in recent years with the you know, investigations into their top two officials and the misspending and um, all the things that were going on with them. You know, they resigned and there's still investigations ongoing at the state level. But um, I was really glad that we were able to get some reports recently kind of illustrating just the extent of how serious the issue was with them, because I definitely didn't want to leave that hanging. So it was good to get some closure and see you know, the real impact of my work. But it's just crazy. I never thought you know, it would go from covering 
a little baby polar bear to covering like this. I guess you could call it a scandal by now. I think it's it's risen to that level. So you know, the Zuby isn't all fluff. That's for sure. For sure. Well, Alyssa, to wrap up, is there anything else uh, you want to say to our listeners or anything else you want to reflect on over your time at the dispatch? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just, you know, I'm really grateful for the five and a half years that I've been here. You know, my relationship with the paper started almost 10 years ago when I was a summer intern while I was studying journalism at Bowling Green State University. So uh, it was always my goal to get back here. And I'm, I'm really glad that I was able to. And I'm just very appreciative of everyone who's allowed me to tell their story whether it is about, you know, breeding a baby polar bear or feeding hungry kids in a school district or, um, you know, graduation or, you know, anything. It, it's been really wonderful. And, and I think I'm always going to look back on it really fondly. And it's been fun. Well, I think I can speak for Sheridan and I when I say that we've really enjoyed working with you, covering education these past uh, several months. And we're going to we're going to miss you, but we wish you well. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And be sure to follow along on Alyssa's next journey here in Columbus. You know, she's going to be sticking around, still doing journalism. So you can still see what she's up to here in Columbus by following her on Twitter. Yeah, it's Alyssa Widman, which is A-L-I-S-S-A-W-I-D-M-A-N. And then as always, continue following Megan and Sheridan and everything they're doing for uh, the world of education here in Central Ohio. If you'd like to support more local journalism like this, please consider subscribing to the Columbus Dispatch. Visit dispatch.com backslash subscribe now to learn more. Thank you for listening. Thank you.